Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This 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 show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Hold up, please go wild when I pull up. They all on me like at once. Think I got what you need, well I have none. Oh yeah, don't worry ladies and gentlemen, just wanted to start off with some Viper right away. Well anyways, welcome to the Rated R Safety Show. We are streaming live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, and hopefully we will not have any cutouts today. That's the other fun part. Anyways, today is July the 20th, which is Monday, day 202 of the year, and 164 days to go. Okay, so let me calm it down real quick with a little bit of Viper before I move forward here. Anyway, so like I said, we're streaming live from the Safety FM studios. Wanted to start off with a little bit of music starting off right away. So as you are aware, we had a total cluster F on Friday. Um, which For some reason, our stream would not stay streaming, 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 streaming. So we got cut off a couple of times. So here's the interesting twist to the whole thing. Because we went down a couple of times and then we had to repost the whole video. Right now, if you kind of hang out with us normally on YouTube, you might be having some difficulties because we posted the same thing several times, which is a new, new on their platform. So I apologize. So you might have to be listening to us via safetyfm.tv if you want to watch the visual aspect. If not, that's perfectly fine, too. Like I've always said, we are a radio show first, followed by being a podcast, and then whatever the hell this video thing is, which we're doing now. But anyways, thank you for coming back in, especially after our cluster from a few days ago, because that was definitely a cluster. So as we are moving forward right now and getting this rolling and bowling and going, you know, it never hurts to to, to do some things some differently with some more Viper. And I got to tell you, I got some things to talk about today that you might be intrigued in. Don't know why you might be intrigued, but then again, why wouldn't you be? You know, when my show becomes show notes for other people to talk about, maybe I do have some things to talk about. You know, that's how that goes. Anyways, anyways. (laughs) 
Controversy creates cash. Anyways, let's get you rolling right away with some feature story news, because that's part of the reason that you're here. At least that's what part of the reason that I think you're here. So let's get that going. Here is the news on the Rating R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. India has seen another record daily spike in confirmed coronavirus cases with more than 40,000 infections in 24 hours. It's the third worst affected country globally. Rebecca Bundan reports from Mumbai. The number of infections recorded in a day in India has exceeded 40,000 cases for the first time. India's total numbers stand at more than a million confirmed infections. This comes after India has eased its nationwide lockdown in recent weeks to try to revive its economy, while the country has also increased its testing. Some states have imposed new partial lockdowns this month in an effort to reduce the spread of the virus. Rebecca Bundan, Mumbai. Hong Kong stepped up its fight to contain the spread of coronavirus after a record number of cases at the weekend. From Hong Kong, Richard Kimber. It is now mandatory to wear a face mask in all indoor public places and civil servants have been ordered to work from home this week. Rules requiring restaurants to only offer takeout in the evenings have been extended and bars, gyms and ten other types of public premises will remain closed. The government is building 2,000 more quarantine units and one of the city's largest convention centres is being converted to house Covid patients who are in a stable condition and elderly residents in the event of further outbreaks at care homes. The new measures come after a record daily high of 108 cases was confirmed on Saturday, with 10,000 people now being tested each day. The chief executive Carrie Lam has described the situation as very severe and that there are no signs of it getting under control. Richard Kimber in Hong Kong. The UK is set to suspend its extradition treaty with Hong Kong over China's new security law for the territory. It's the latest escalation as ties worsen between London and Beijing. China says the UK should not meddle in its internal affairs. The UK says the security law enacted by Beijing breaks its commitments to Hong Kong. Education Secretary Gavin Williamson says the UK has a number of concerns about China. What we're doing is we're working right across government to ensure that our concerns about human rights are properly voiced to the Chinese government. Uh, the Foreign Secretary will be making a statement later on today. He's been very clear in his language about the unacceptable uh, approach that China's having towards the, the weaker population. We've also been clear as to our approach in Hong Kong by making sure that people who hold BNO passports in Hong Kong have a route to British citizenship. EU talks on a €750 billion coronavirus recovery fund have stretched into an unplanned fourth day with no agreement yet. Leaders remain divided over how much of the package should be made up of loans rather than grants and on a governance mechanism for the funding. This is now the longest EU summit since the Nice meeting of the year 2000. That lasted five days. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Russia's ambassador to Britain gave a TV interview on Sunday denying the country was responsible for attempts to hack into the computer systems of laboratories researching a possible vaccine for COVID-19. Ambassador Andrei Kalin told the BBC, I don't believe this story at all, claiming it made no sense. But the intelligence services of the US, Britain and Canada insist a group of Russian hackers linked to the Kremlin is responsible. Brian Lord is the former Deputy Director for Intelligence and Cyber Operations at the British government's spy agency, GCHQ. This group has been active over the last 10 years. It's been established by a number of uh, Western intelligence agencies. This is Russian intelligence. I think the purpose of the agencies themselves, of three nations to come out at the same time, is one, to start detracting from this kind of bilateral Russian-UK tit-for-tat type allegations. It provides a lot more validation of, of the certainty. And intelligence agencies do not routinely come out with that level of firm attribution unless they're, they're pretty sure. Uh, and so for all three states to come out at the same time is a very, very powerful message. The Russian ambassador says he only learned about the group of hackers deemed responsible for the attacks from the British media. And he said Russia would gain no advantage from stealing information about potential coronavirus vaccines. 
The main news again. Researchers at Oxford University in the UK say they've made big progress developing a possible vaccine against COVID-19. Britain is suspending its extradition treaty with Hong Kong following China's imposition of a new security law in the city. And the United Arab Emirates has launched the Hope Orbiter on a seven-month journey to Mars to study the planet's weather. China and the US are preparing similar launches. There's more from us on Twitter at Feature Story. And that is the latest Feature Story news. Simon Marks reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. You know, I always find it so interesting with feature story news on how they do some of their stuff, but I love that we are partnering up with them in regards to providing you excellent and on time <laughs> audio sequencing of news of what the hell's going on in real time. I will tell you, and I've said it once and I've said it again, and I'll say it a thousand more times. When it comes to feature story news, I give it to you as it comes out. And what ends up taking place is that I think the story is going to say something. And then by the time that we play it, it's something entirely different. Duh. Now, I do have the option of downloading it, but we do it really live. I mean, it, I am pulling it directly from their server as it is coming about. Anyways, welcome back to the Rated R Safety Show. It's not like you ever left, but that's where we are right now. Hopefully, like I said earlier, you are having a fantastic week so far. I know it's Monday. Yeah, Monday. Um... But it's going to be a fun week. I just have that warm, fuzzy feeling about the whole thing. You know what I'm saying there? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so taking it from the top of the news stories. Oh, yes, let's do the top of the news story. Scientists have discovered the secret behind magical disappearing act of some of the fish lurking in the deepest parts of the sea. You ready? You know when a magician ruins the story or ruins how the act is done, it's not that exciting afterwards, but I'll tell you anyways. According to studies published in the Journal of Current Biology, certain exotic species of fish have adapted the shape, size, and pigment of skin to absorb about 99.5% of the light that hits them, making them about 20 times darker than the everyday black objects. I like it. I wish I had that technique be able to do that shit anyway scientists at duke university and the smithsonian national museum of natural history have studied 16 species of ultra black fish including the fangus and pacific black dragon the angelfish and the black swallower in the waters of monterey bay and the gulf of mexico what they discovered is that the, these fish are able to hide in plain sight by simply blending into the background. I try to blend into the background from time to time. Researchers believe the discovery could lead to the development of light-trapping materials, which could practically be applicable to land. What? <laughs> yeah, such as solar panels and telescopes. So let's talk about this black, black, blackness that's there. And let's talk about how they're able to do this because I'm not going to be able to tell you how they're able to do it. But I do love hearing this because it gets me excited about the future. I don't know what it gets me excited about, but it gets me excited about the future for sure. Duh. The other portion here as we talk about it is that, you know, if you do follow science, it is important to see some of the things that end up do taking place from time to time and some of the things that we see that are possibly changing inside of our world, which we've seen a lot of changes over the last, well, over the last few months for sure. But we already know that. Anyways, let's continue. A swarm of flying ants. Yeah, flying ants in Britain showed up on the weather radar as if they were a rain cloud. Yeah, the UK Weather Service tweeted over the weekend that it radar picked up about 50 mile wide mass covering London and Southeast England. The swarm reportedly appeared each year on the day that Britons call flying ant day when young queen ants followed by males leave their nest to breed and start new colonies as annoying as it can be. The Royal 
Society of Biology states that the bugs are harmless. Flying ants. You know, I have been places where there's flying cockroaches. Now, flying ants would be something of interest for sure. Something to take a look at as we do move forward. What do you think? What are you thinking about there? As you hear the flying ant story. Are you intrigued by the flying ants or you could give two shits about it? I don't know. I'm just asking you. We're kind of just hanging out, doing some things here, man. And gal, as we do these things daily here on the Rated R Safety Show. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, take a listen to this one. Colombian cartels are executing those who break coronavirus lockdown. Yeah, I did say the cartels are doing this. Did you hear that? The cartels. Yeah. Armed groups have implemented their own system of justice. Yeah, give it some justice. And quarantine in regions where infection rates are out of control. According to the campaign of Human Rights Watch, R- or HRW, that's HRW, to date, at least nine people have been killed for either refusing to adhere to the hardline restrictions or for daring to speak out against them. As of last week, there was about 165,169 coronavirus cases in Colombia and about 5,814 deaths. Well, shit, when the cartel is coming after you because you're breaking it down, man, this is really hardcore. Now, how would that look here in the U.S.? Not the cartel piece, but if people really came after you, I mean, I know they have the, the snitch hotline in some places. Well, I'm just calling it the snitch hotline because that's what some other people call it. Duh. But what do you think about it? As we do talk about it, of course. Some interesting things there. I mean, what do you look at when you are in the, if you're the caller? And there was one portion where people were saying, hey, just do this and go ahead and send pictures. And there was an email address and there was like a Twitter account in one area. And they got a lot of dick pics. Part of the news story, not this uh, the makeup world of Jay Allen here. Just saying that out there. I mean, I don't know. Like, if you live in one of those neighborhoods that has an HOA or homeowners association, just in case, do you look at it and say, "Hey, if they say rat on your friends, rat them out, rat on your neighbors"? There's so many weird things going on now that are newsworthy of what's going on out there. I. I sit around and talk to some of my friends virtually or on the phone. Yeah, you know, that thing, the phone, and have those conversations and go, isn't it crazy what's newsworthy as of now? And what people are willing to talk about? I don't know. Duh. Duh. A lot of strange things out there in this new multiverse of odds. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Okay, so let's continue. As the coronavirus care, oh, let's try that again. As the coronavirus cases surge, and researchers explore the many different possibilities of combating it, some are looking into whether cannabis, yeah, cannabis, could be a good option. New evidence is supporting that the theory that cannabis. Derived CBD may help those suffering from severe lung inflammation that occurs in most serious cases of the coronavirus, according to researchers at the Augusta University in Georgia. Researchers state that considering all potential regulatory effects of CBD, as well as the vast distribution of endocannabinoid systems in the body, it is plausible that the CBD may have been used as a therapeutic candidate in treatment of various inflammation conditions, including COVID-19 and other virus-induced ARDS, accurate respiratory distress syndrome. So, are you turning around and telling me now that what some people have known for years is going to be the case on how marijuana, because yes, I did say marijuana or weed or whatever the hell you want to call it, is going to be the miracle drug Because people have said for years on how it is a miracle drug. So is this going to be the medical drug or the miracle drug from the coronavirus? Is this going to be how the law will change that the federal regulatories will go ahead and say, okay, we're good now. 
to moving this from a level one to now saying, let's open it to the public. I don't know. I'm just asking the question. You're sitting there listening to me either via the radio, via the podcast, watching me. What are you thinking? And I'm not sitting here toking on something as I do this. And not when I go black screen, am I token on anything either? But what do you think? Do you think that this is going to be the miracle drug that's going to help and assist through this whole thing? Or is this going just to be the pain reliever aspect of it? I don't know. And which, you know, which variation down the road do you go with here? Is it an indica that you need? Someone needs to be able to answer that because they'll know better than I do. That's for sure. Anyways, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. As we continue, continue, continue with last year's thriving acorn season, chipmunks are among making nuances of themselves this summer in New England. Yeah, I said New England. Plentiful acorns last fall meant that there was an endless amount of food on the ground when chipmunks emerged from the winter and got busy breeding in the spring. According to the Maine Department of Inland Fishery and Wildlife, in addition to the chipmunks, New Englands are seeing more squirrels, rabbits, mice running around. But according to experts, there is no need for an alarm. The small mammal populations tend to explode, then crash and burn. So some different things there for sure. And I'm sure that, you know, with a lot of people being locked up and not really being able to run around, this is going to add to the whole mess there. Because, of course, that would be a thing. And that's the way that those things work. But you know that already. You knew I was going to say that some way, shape or form. Duh. But how are you looking at it? Is the acorn thing an issue for you? Also, when you start dealing with all those kind of acorns, what ends up happening here? You have to look at it and go, okay, the acorns... Yeah, I said the acorns. Slip and, tr- slip and fall, potential hazards, so on. You know, we have the discussion and we talk about it because we have to. We just have to talk about it. Can't just leave it there in the dark. So what are you thinking here? Are you thinking that it's going to be worth your while in regards to doing some more investigation into the chipmunk, rabbit, mouse, mammal issue in New England? I only say this if you're from there. I mean, if you're down from 10 buck two. There's no reason to look into it. I'd be kind of silly. Don't you think so? Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So I don't understand some of these stories, but we have to share them anyways. A former Miss Kentucky has been sentenced to two years in West Virginia prison after admitting exchanging explicit photos with a teenager. Yeah, Miss Kentucky. Ramsey Beth Ann Burst, 29, was also sentenced to 10 years for supervised release and must register as a lifetime sex offender. Bierce was arrested in 2018 after admitting to the police that she sent four topless photos via Snapchat to a 15-year-old former student. The boy's parent found the photos on his phone and sent them to the police. She claims the photos were meant for her husband. Bears won the, t- the title of Miss Kentucky back in 2014. Okay, let's talk about this, kids. I get so confused. You're 29 years of age. And all of a sudden, you're sending some nudes, some nakeds, you know, some of those extreme photos. And they're topless photos to a 15-year-old. And we can have the whole conversation of, Oh, you don't understand what this means now. You're an older generation and what's nude pics mean and blah, blah, blah. I've, I've had those conversations in the past. But you're an adult sending nude pictures to a kid. What do you think is going to happen? And what are you thinking? Like legitimately, what are you thinking as you're doing this? Like at the end of the day, What were you going to accomplish? Now, this mix-up 
that you state that allegedly occurred was because you meant to send them to your husband. Now, of course, with the 15 year old being underage, we cannot discuss names. So my question becomes this, were your husband's name and the child's name so similar that that's where the mix up occurred? Not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. Did all four pictures come out at the same time? And then, how did the parents find it? Because that becomes a whole other subject of conversation as well. How do you look at this at parents looking at kids' phones? Do you agree with the concept? Do you disagree with the concept? How old do you think your child should be that you can continue to look at their phone? Or do you think that you should have some kind of app that kind of verifies the things that happen on the phone? I'm asking you. Everybody has an opinion on it. Some people will say one thing. Some people will say another. And I just have the question because that's what happens from time to time. I mean, I totally disagree with what occurred in regards of the female, Miss Kentucky, sending out these to a child, period. No way, shape or form about it, that there's no other conversation to have here besides that. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's go real quick. A Labrador retriever named Cleo missed her old home so much that she decided to take a 60-mile trek. To go visit the four-year-old pup walked from her new home in Olath, Kansas, to her old home in Lawson, Missouri, where she hasn't lived in for almost two years. The pooch startled the new homeowners when she found her when she found her laying on the on the front porch. After scanning Cleo's microchip, the connecting the dots, the current homeowners contacted the previous owners to let them know that their dog was there so my question becomes was number one does the current homeowner in missouri have a scanner that's the question number one question number two how in the hell does a dog go 60 miles down the road that's a long walk and how long are we talking i mean did the original owners not realize that the dog was missing i know it's dog talk all of a sudden these things happen We talk about what's in the news. That's in the news. Is it a newsworthy story? No, but it's a hell of an interesting story. 60 miles down the road. You know, killing it there. Killing it down the roadways. Anyways, China has moved a rocket into position in preparation to launch a rover into Mars. The mission is one of three missions to the Red Planet. Talk about total recall here. Okay, with other two being from the U.S. and the United States. United Emirates. The rocket is due to blast off from Wangchang Space Launch Center in the southern island province of Henan in late July or early August, according to the China National Space Administration. A similar launch date is set for the U.S. car-sized six-wheeled rover named Perseverance. Meanwhile, the UAE spaceship named Amal, which stands for Hope, Launched from Japan yesterday. The goal is for the trio of mission is to seek signs of ancient microscopic life while scouting out Mars for future astronauts. And I really think that the other aspect of it is that people are trying to figure out how the hell they're going to leave this planet and go into another one. But that's my personal opinion there. Not facts-based, just in case. But who knows? I mean, who knows what some of the other portions there are. I mean, I have to tell you, I have been so intrigued by Space Force, and I'm not talking about the TV show as of late, and taking a look in some of the deep dives, dives that are potentially there. And I don't know if you've taken a look at the new space center that they want to build, meaning the government, the DOD has approved. If you haven't, you should probably take a look online. Very worthwhile to take a look at. But for sure, it's interesting seeing some of these things that are changing now in our current world and current situation. Anyway, tens of thousands gathered Saturday to protest the arrest of Russian Governor Sergei Fergal in an eighth consecutive day of anti-Putin unrest. 
Sergey was arrested earlier this month for allegedly helping a plot the murders of two businessmen in the attempt to murder of a third 15 years ago. Protesters believe the charges are politically motivated as Sergey beat a Putin-backed candidate for governorship back in 2018. Protesters are also rallying against the referendum from earlier this month that allows Putin to stay in power for up to the next 16 years. Yeah, 16 years. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. Politics. So what do you think? What's your thoughts? Thoughts there. Because that's for sure. That's something to think about. I mean, we're talking about potentially Putin being in place for 16 years. We're talking about something that occurred 15 years ago. And remember, it's alleged. So how much proof do they have? And are we this hardcore that if somebody actually beat somebody that was related to you, and I'm going to say related to you, is it really that big of an issue to move forward with? Something to think about as we do move forward here. So what do you think? Interesting aspect. Love the answer. Anyways, let's continue. A rock discovered more than 30 years ago in the Garden of Blaverdon in Germany has been confirmed as the largest stone meteorite ever found in the country. The space rock weighing about 66 pounds was dug up in 1989 by a homeowner who was digging a cable trench on his property. It measured about 11 inches and 9.8 inches by 7.9 inches. That's a lot of inches there. As for why it took so long for the confirmation, the homeowner had the unique piece in his garden for the past 31 years. So do you think he had some kind of superpowers, meteorite man? I don't know. I mean, this is sitting there for such a long period of time. What are you looking at? What do you take a look at and go, okay, cool. I love the design. I don't love the design. And then we kind of move forward and go from there. Think about it real quick, because there's a lot to think about as we do move here. So let's talk about this, because I think we should do this right now. Right now, let's see. We're going to take, hmm, let's see, let's see, let's see. We will take caller number five for a t-shirt prize pack. 1-866-930-SFM1. Want to see you there.
a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. Well, let's get it back into the news. And you know that that's important because we need to get this rolling and bowling and getting all that stuff. So let's get you into our main story for today. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So as you know, and we talk about it from time to time, I personally love the transportation industry. I just do. Something I have enjoyed for years throughout my career. Something where I grew up inside of the safety world through the world of transportation. So I talk about the things that end up taking place inside of that world because it's just something that I enjoy talking about and really love what the vehicle operators do out there inside of the world to help us. A lot of times people might not recognize all they do to help, but there's a lot going on that takes place. Anyways, let's talk about this real quick. The U.S. Department of Transportation provides a $74 million in annual cost savings by reducing burdensome rules on commercial buses. So what does that mean? So let's talk about it. Last week, midweek, the U.S. Department of Transportation Federal Motor Carriers Safety Administration, also known as the FMCSA, announced that it has published a final rule to reduce regulatory costs by $74 million per year by removing an information collection burden for conversation, or excuse me, by for commercial buses and other passenger carrying motor coaches. This measure will strengthen the industry without adversely impacting safety on the national roadways. Don't know if you've seen this one, but this is definitely on the FMCSA website. This rule will remove outdated and overly burdensome reporting requirements on commercial buses that don't contribute to improving safety, said the U.S. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow. As part of the agency's ongoing effort to review existing regulations and evaluate their continued necessities and effectiveness. The FFCSA is rescinding the requirement that drivers of commercial buses submit and their motor carriers retain driver vehicle inspection reports, also known as DVIRs, when the driver has neither found nor been made aware of any vehicle defects or deficiencies. So we are talking about pre and post checks. If you're inside of that industry, you know exactly what I'm talking about as I do make a reference to this because it is something that's kind of crucial inside of there. But if you're not familiar with this, what normally takes place is at the beginning of a vehicle being operated, the vehicle operator has to take a look at the vehicle and determine if there's anything wrong with it. They go around the vehicle, check some different things that are normally continued into a list. So let's continue. This is straightforward rule is reflective of the agency's and department's approach to reducing unneeded regulatory costs while ensuring safety. Eliminating, eliminating regulatory burdens and saving commercial drivers valuable time is helpful to support the commercial bus industry. Especially during our nation's economic recovery, the bus industry plays a critical role in connecting our nation's people and communities. This is a common sense rule changing will make a difference for commercial bus companies around the country, said the FMCSA deputy Jim Mullen. Jim Mullen. Current regulations require the commercial bus drivers submit DVIRs even if there are no defects found to report. <laughs> the new rule will eliminate the need for a driver to file and a motor carrier to maintain a no defect DVIR. The agency estimates the passenger carrying commercial motor vehicles drivers spend approximately 2.4 million hours each year completing no defect DVIRs, and the rule would result in a cost savings of $74 million per year, according to the industry. The FMCSA has focused on reducing regulatory burdens without impacting safety. In May, the agency published a final rule on hours of service regulatories are regulations that will save the motor vehicle carrier industry an estimated $273.000 per year. 
per year. Additionally, on March 2019, the agency authored a final rule streamlining the process of reducing costs to upgrade from a Class B to a Class A commercial driver's license, also known as a CDL. The deregulatory action that will save eligible driver trainees and motor carriers about $18 million annually. So don't get me wrong. I think, you know, paperwork is paperwork and these things happen. If anything that can be saved is great to help out the motor vehicle operator. Now, depending on what kind of vehicle you drive and talking to people in the industry, they said the average pre and post check takes about 15 to 30 minutes, depending on the vehicle. Now, I will tell you, me being inside of this industry for a long period of time, I used to have guys that would tell me that they could pull it off in four minutes. You have to do these air checks, build up in the air brake system. You got to check the oil and do all these other kinds of things that sometimes I just had a hard time believing some of the time frame. And of course, if there was nothing wrong, they had to do a piece of paper or a digital log that referenced that there was nothing wrong with the vehicle, which frustrated some people. My concern with this, as it comes about, I think it's good and bad. And, you know, the common sense approach thing, I have a hard time when I hear that. Because now that I don't have any common sense. Duh. But I take a look at it and I go, if we're taking a common sense approach, maybe we have to take a look at this slightly differently. And why do I say that? Because let's just be real. Sometimes what ends up taking place is that people want to cut corners. And I'm not saying that that's the case inside of this, but it does happen from time to time. So what is going to encourage me to check and do a pre-check or a post-check if there's nothing that's verifying the paperwork, if there's nothing that needs to be on file? I'm just asking the question. Now, you... As the listener, what do you think here? Do you think that it's worth its while for this taking place? Or do you take a look at it and go, nope, there is no value to this whole conversation for me, so I don't really give a crap, so let's just move forward. You can look at it either way, and it's perfectly fine. But it is a conversation piece, for sure. Because this puts a change inside of the industry as we move forward with that. But also at the same time, too, it is saving money for the motor carriers, Now, keep in mind that we're talking about commercial bus operators. Commercial bus operators is what we're talking about here. We're not talking about people that are moving freight across the country. We're talking about people that move people. Vehicle operators that move people inside of a commercial bus. So something to think about as we do bring this forward. And what kind of impact do you think that this will have when it comes to the vehicle operator and the passenger? Are we going to see these things collide in the long run? Or is there enough safeguards in place that everything should be fine? Something to think about. Definitely want you to look at that as we speak. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. So some unfortunate news over the weekend, which I... We're back to one of those scenarios. I'm not sure how to discuss some of this, but let's talk about it. John Lewis... Democratic out of Georgia has died. The civil rights activist passed away on Friday after a battle with pancreatic cancer. Lewis first entered the office in 1981 as a member of the Atlantic City Council and then became the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee oversight subpanel that was later appointed to senior chief deputy whip. One of his notable achievements was introducing a bill that established National Museum of African American History and Culture, which President George W. Bush signed into law back in 2003. He was also awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom from President Barack Obama back in 2011. Lewis was 80 at the time of his passing. Have to tell you, we are back again with the stories that I never know how to transition. My sarcasm is so high sometimes that I don't know what to say, and I don't want to say something inappropriate. Definitely our thoughts and prayers are with the Lewis family. 
Anyways, let's continue down the path here. Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel welcomed their second child this week after managing to keep her pregnancy a total secret. The famous duo, who hasn't been publicly photographed since March, avoided posting any full-length snaps of Beale on social media during the past few months. A friend confirmed to the Daily Mail that a little boy was born last week. No other details were shared. They have another child who's five. So, good for them. Good for them. Anyways, let's talk about that lovely, lovely stuff that we don't like to talk about, but we have to talk about from time to time, and that's the world of politics. So here we go, going into the swampland. Here we go. The Democratic Party is urging lawmakers not to travel to Milwaukee for the DNC in August amid the surge of the coronavirus cases, of course. The party sent an email email out last week that it had come into a hard decision that members of Congress should not plan to travel to Milwaukee and the caucus and council meetings will take place virtually. Convention delegates were also told they shouldn't plan to travel to Milwaukee and they would receive instructions on a later date on how to securely cast their ballots from home. The Republican Party is also scaling down its convention in Jacksonville, Florida in August due to concerns of the coronavirus. So we keep on seeing a lot of things here that are changing because of COVID-19. COVID-19! But we kind of knew that this was going to take place with everything going on. Anyways, in a painful gaffe, Senator Marco Rubio tweeted a tribute to the late John Lewis along with a photo of himself with the late Elijah Cummings. The New York Times reporter commented on the mistake, and minutes later, the post was removed. Rubio later tweeted a correction along with a video of himself and Lewis at the Martin Luther King Day event in 2017. They were frequently confused for one another during the 12 terms that they had served together in the House. Cummings passed away back in 2019. Well, I have to tell you, that's a pretty, I mean, I understand that people get, you know, Mixed up from time to time, but that's a pretty bad mistake, especially being a public figure like Marco Rubio. Don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, error is normal. Don't get me wrong when it comes to a lot of this stuff, but man, oh man, I'm sure that people were eating him alive on Twitter because, you know, that's what the kind of world that we go into. So, And no, let's not hear anything about rookie mistakes because that's going to be the next thing that pops up. Anyways, let's continue. No winner for Friday night's Make a Million Drawing. Tuesday's drawing will be for a $113 million jackpot or a $90.9 million cash payout. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball Drawing. Wednesday's drawing will be for a $106 million jackpot or an $86 million cash payout. So that will be pretty interesting if that's something that you're interested in doing. Also, let's talk about it real quick. As you might be amazed... Another week with no box office information. I'm starting to see a pattern here. We just kind of knew that this was was going to take place. Now, what I have noticed, there are different places throughout the country that are opening movie theaters back up. And, you know, that's a matter of opinion if you think that you should go or not. I have a friend that was at the movie theater over the weekend in a different part of the country, not in Florida, even though I know a lot of strange things happen here. The options at the movie theater, Jurassic Park, Bohemian Rhapsody, Jaws 1, Jaws 2, and those were the options. Supposedly about a total of three people in a 300-person movie theater inside of the whole thing. Which I look at it and I go, that's pretty interesting on how that works. Because it's like, what are you what are you even going for, number one? Because most of those movies you can watch on Netflix or you can watch them at home or on an on-demand service. But also, why are movie theaters even opening for those movies? Something to think about as we talk about it, of course. A lot of information there as we talk about this going and moving forward with it, of course. Excuse me. So let's talk about this real quick. Colin Just is undecided about the future at Saturday Night Live, appearing remotely on Howard Stern's Sirius XM show. Joust couldn't give a definite answer about whether he plans to leave the sketch comedy series after the upcoming season. The comedian who joined back in 2005 as a writer said that he understands the risk of leaving the show, but also that being locked down has showed him how much of the job is just proximity. So... 
something to think about as you do move forward there. Just in case you didn't know this, he is married to Scarlett Johansson. So he's being quarantined with Scarlett Johansson. Doesn't sound like a bad time. I'm just saying. I might rethink some of my career's ambitions as well. Just throwing that out there. Anyways, let's talk about this. Tori Spelling had funds drained from her bank account to cover the debt to American Express. According to U.S. Weekly, the transaction was a result of a court ordered executed by the L.A. County Sheriff's Department in March before the withdrawal spelling owed about $88,731.25. It is unclear what she now owes. So that drains an account for sure. I mean, if you don't have the money, you probably shouldn't spend it. But then again, a lot of people are spending money that they don't have currently at this particular moment. By the way, before we start going too far here about money that people don't have and things that are changing when it comes to the whole money world, I have not seen anything to say anything different yet. But at the end of the month, people that have filed for unemployment and that are getting the federal extra money, which is the $600 a week. Doesn't that go bye-bye at the end of the month? Like there is no expansion to that unless something has happened in the last little bit. So I keep on wondering what's going to happen here because as we are starting to see, a lot of people are not out of this. There's still a lot of things going on and we kind of see the, the waves of what's happening. So what's going to happen next? I mean, I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to not live off of that or be able to not have that money coming in. So how is that going to work? Does anybody have any good ideas or clues on what's going to happen? Because do you think that this needs to still be established? There was rumor circulating as of last week that the government might push some more money out, but that it would be at a lower amount. So I'm not sure what will happen there. And what is considered a livable wage? Because some people were complaining about, hey, that the money was too high and that people were being encouraged to stay at home and not work. And then there was the other side that said, horseshit, that's not the case. That's not even a livable wage only with the $600. So I don't know. Something to think about. I will tell you there's some other states that are doing some things pretty interesting right now that are trying to give mortgage and renters relief to citizens who are having a hard time during coronavirus. But what I thought was interesting is I did the research in going through all of this that they are restricting based on the amount of money that you made in your taxes the previous year which makes it a very interesting world because of course, I'm not saying, Hey, boom, look at it and say, okay, they don't deserve this. They deserve this. It's very weird on how things are looked at. Sometimes pump. Some people consider it classy. If you get money from the government and you're a business, but then you're looked at as a piece of crap. If you get money from the government and it's considered assistance, such a weird world sometimes with some of the things that take place there. And yeah, we can go off the offset here of what the hell does this have to do with anything? The thing that it has to do with is number one, I know a lot of safety professionals that are currently not working. Number two, if this money goes bye-bye, we can say to some extent, this is not going to be the same amount of money that they were making before they actually got furloughed, laid off, whatever you want to call it, fired. So now if you take away the $600, and they're in a state that only gives them a percentage of what they were making, which is the majority of the states, how are they going to be able to survive? And running up credit card debt to make you livable is not going to put you in a better financial place. I just look at it, and I know that earlier in the month, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae started doing the things where they were going to be helping people that had a federally backed, which would be the people that are there, federally backed mortgages, And assist with some of the CARES Act stuff with what's going on. So many different things going on that I'm not even sure what we're going to do next. And anything else would be just a guess. But you know that. 
And I know that as well, too. Anyways, let's continue real quick. Going down the path, Ellen DeGeneres' empire is rapidly descending as rumors continue to leak that the toxic workplace culture with 10 former staff members recently coming forward claiming to be victims of bullying and racism. Interesting. Eric Schaefer, chairman of Reputation Management Consultants, called the latest allegations of celebrity brand suicide. Exclamating that authenticity is king and the celebrity brands that these continue to leak are lacerations of her credibilities. Show execs try to clear the air by taking the blame off of degenerates and putting it solely on them. Which Schaefer said this is an example of talk show hosts not taking responsibility. Well, oh shit, dude. I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I don't watch her show. I think I watched, like I said before, I've watched her on American Idol many, 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 many moons ago. I, I know she dances and I know she does like the scare thing every once in a while, but that's all I've seen. And I think that's kind of just been highlights. Anyways, let's continue. Twitter has removed a video President Trump retweeted featuring Linkin Park song in the end. The move comes after the band shared their contempt for Trump saying, they don't have to, they do not endorse the president nor authorize his organization to use their music a cease and desist has been issued the original tweet was from an account of Dan Scavanchi yeah i can't even say the name the white house media director so interesting to see anyways miss maxwell believes that her former friend jeffrey Efferstein was murdered and fears that she will face the same unfortunate end the unnamed source told the sun that everyone's view, including Miss Maxwell, is that Epstein was murdered. She received death threats before she was arrested, as previously reported, but as a judge denied the Madam bail last week. So hold on. A lot of people didn't even know where the hell this lady was. So how the hell was she getting death threats? Like, did she have like a like call me up cell phone type thing? And let's get some threats there. I don't know. It's talking about it. I feel like we're going to run long because I still got some more news stories. But hey, you want to know something? This is what happens when you own the station. That's a shitty thing to say. But let's, if we have to go over, we have to go over today. I apologize. Not my intention. I'll try to speed it up a little bit. Anyways, Nick Cannon's new talk show has been pushed back a year as he educates himself following the anti-Semitic and racist comments he made on YouTube show Cannon's Class. Dembar Mercury, the producers and distributors of the show, announced on Friday the Canon self-titled talk show will not debut this year as he takes the time to meet with leaders of the Jewish community and they hear the views of their distribution partners. The company is hoping to move forward over the next, to move the show forward next fall. I don't know. I feel like this is going to be similar to what happened with, um, with Kramer. From Seinfeld, I think that it's going to go down that path. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that I think that we're going to see some similarities here. You know, when you have a public platform, you have to be so careful about some of the things that you say and do. It's just kind of crazy on how it works out from time to time. Anyways, Prince Andrew was nowhere to be found or seen at his daughter's wedding on Friday. Isn't that crazy? While the Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip were at the social distance nuptials of the princess, Bea's dad was noticeably absent. No one addressed the topic, but it is assumed that he was asked not to attend over the investigation into his relationship with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. We kind of knew that that was going to be the case. Anyways, let's talk about this. Washington NFL team owner Dan Snyder has vowed to revamp the team's workplace culture after 15 former female employees accused the team execs of sexual harassment and verbal abuse. While many accused are members of Snyder's inner circle, he himself was not accused or of any misconduct. He also was, however, blamed for understaffing the franchise human resource department and condoning sophomore culture as they feel contributed to how executives treat employees. Well, something to think about for sure as we move forward. Anyways, let's talk about this real quick. On this day, the Bob and Brian show debuts in 1987 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on Laser 103 WLZR. Just in case if you're into the radio stuff. And in 2012, 12 people are killed and injured 
at the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, after a gunman, James Holmes, opened fire at a showing of The Dark Knight Rises. The incident marked the deadliest shooting in Colorado history since the Columbine School Massacre back in 1999. Something to think about there, for sure, as we do move forward here. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, a couple different things real quick just to bring up. Today is Adam Rose's birthday. He turns 41. Ray Allen, former basketball player, turns 45. Terry Irwin, zoo owner and wife of the late Steve Irwin, turns 56. Carlos Santana turns 73 today. Anyways, let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today. Yeah, we're definitely going to go over. I'll make this quick. Global Hug Your Kids Day. International Chess Day. The game. Chess. Just in case. Moon Day. Nap Day. National Ugly Truck Contest Day. National Fortune Cookie Day. National Lollipop Day. National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Space Exploration Day. And World Jump Day. Are you going to jump the world? I mean, what the hell does that even mean? Can someone tell me? Please tell me now. Anyways, real quick, as we talk about it every single time, I'll talk about it one more time today. If you are having any thoughts of any suicidal thoughts or suffering from depression, there's a number that you can call for them to be able to assist you. That's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. That is the phone number for the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you go there, they'll be able to assist you with getting some help if you're looking for it. Also, if you don't want to give do the phone call, you can go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And then not last but not least, but let's not make sure that we don't leave it out, missingkids.org. You know how every once in a while you have an Amber Alert that pops up on your phone about things that are going on in this world? Kids Missing, if you go to their website, missingkids.org, you will be able to assist them in finding some of the kids that are missing. So if you do have the opportunity, please go to the website. Right now, there has been some restrictions in regards to being able to donate time um, due to COVID-19, just in case you knew that I was going to mention that. So wanted to bring that up, too. Also, tomorrow, before I forget, on the Jay Allen Show, yes, the interview show that I personally do, I actually have the privilege and the honor, the privilege and the honor, because it's definitely a combination of both, where I get to speak with Mr. Sidney Decker. So if you do get a chance tomorrow, come on by and take a listen to the show. That's the Jay Allen Show with Mr. Sidney Decker, and take a listen to some of the topics that we discuss during the show. Also, before I forget, we have a HOP, Human and Organizational Performance, class coming up on July the 29th. If you're interested in actually coming by and taking a visit and hanging out, it will start at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and end at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So, yes, we will work out on how we're going to do the show. This is what's going to be taking place. You can get some more information at safetyfm.io. If you're interested in attending the class, so that's safetyfm.io for more information about the class that will be taking place on the 29th. If you're interested in helping us promote and selling tickets, what we're doing right now is that you can go to safetyfm.io and you can create your own affiliate link. And as you do that, for every ticket that is sold using your link, you'll get a 5% revenue share. I, something that we wanted to do for you assisting us in promoting the event. So that's at safetyfm.io. Anyways, that's going to bring the show to the end. Sorry for route running a couple of minutes over, but it happens every once in a while, just not so often. And then we will get this up to YouTube at some point. For some reason, we just couldn't do it live because of what we did last week, but we already discussed that. Anyways, always thank you for being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it. Bye. Duh. 
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.